Blow My God is brought to you by Afterglow ATX, a digital music publication in Austin, Texas. Read the entirety of our content at afterglowatx.com and follow us on all social media at Afterglow ATX. Hi, y'all, and welcome back to Glow My God, an Afterglow official podcast serving the hottest takes about what's next in your queue. I'm today's host, Mark Yoder, the audio director of Afterglow, and I'm joined by managing editor Sam Paradiso and writing editor Felix Kalismaki. And because today is Valentine's Day, the topic of today's episode is love songs. And we will be delving into what makes a great love song, what makes a terrible love song, and even what makes a great anti-love song. But first we have Save, Skip, and Repeat, where we talk about what songs have been in our rotation recently. Um... So my save this week was off of the new Haley Williams album called First Thing to Go. The opener of that album, I still haven't heard the full album actually, but our EIC Karis wrote a great review of it that you should read. Okay. And this, I mean, the song is really good. I don't know. Like, I think it's like super different for her. Like the, the solo direction that she's been going is like very different than Paramore, even though Paramore was already pretty like, uh, like diverse. Like I would say they have a pretty diverse catalog for a rock band, but yeah, I mean, I think it's it's really cool. And I think she's doing some good work. My skip is Driver's License by Olivia Rodrigo. So we're talking about love songs. I think this is a good way to kind of introduce the notion of a, of a love song that I feel is underwhelming. I mean, it's a breakup song, but still. I think the problem with this song is I would not say it is bad. I would just say that it's disappointing. Like, incredibly so. Like, I... I, I think my I think my thing is is like it's just there's no details there's nothing in it that I'm like oh yes this is like something that only Olivia Rodrigo could do and like yeah. that's I mean that's fine and maybe even to be expected because like as you know Sam said before we like started recording but like she's 17 years old maybe like she doesn't need to be doing groundbreaking things yet but I, I think it's just like the actual quality of the song is super inconsistent with the amount of attention it's gotten to me. I was just like really surprised that it did not just like blow me away and that it still, ha- I mean, it's been like a month now, I think since it came out and I'm still just like, every time I try to go back to it <laughs> and I've tried a couple of times, really try, yeah. I even tried watching a live performance, see if, if anything changes about it. It's just like, not that, he looks is not, not that bad. Striking. He's just, he's just disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> he's just a disappointed parent right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, not, not a great one for me. Um, it's kind of disturbing how many people like our age, like 20 year olds, like heavily identify with this song, like that a teenager wrote. I'm like, y'all need to go to therapy. Y'all need to go. <laughs> y'all need to get your driver's license for one. Like... <laughs> I mean, funny. yeah, that's the thing is like, you know, I'm glad it resonates with people, I suppose. But like, that's the one. <laughs> like, I don't get it. <laughs> I like, totally agree I'm, with everything you're saying right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, no offense. To, I mean, honestly, I hope she has a great voice. She yeah. can play piano. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that she like, you know, like you know, musicians typically don't get worse as they get older. Um, so I, I really hope and expect honestly to see some like cool stuff from her in the future. But this is just one. This one's just not it for me. But yeah, and then my repeat is a song called Anhedonia um, by Chelsea Wolfe and Emma Ruth Rundle. It's very cool, very spooky, very angry, 
but um like like brooding i guess but it's it's like i don't know that kind of music is super comforting to me these days <laughs> or, um okay <laughs> well i hope things are well with you <laughs> um oh i would God. i would say for me for my safe skip repeat i have to stay true to my roots true to my like patria and say that my save for the week is Sesh's 911. Um, I don't need to explain. Maybe I do, but I won't. Um, <laughs> he kind of came for people. He was calling people like raggedy furniture in the song, which I was like, dang. Never- my God. No, literally. That's I was like, okay. Pretty harsh. No, no, literally. It's like, I, I don't know how to describe it, but like when you put, it's not like the plastic wrap on furniture, but it's like you have like a a fabric like cover mm-hmm. for your furniture he said that's what that person was like that's you <laughs> cover yourself with my that. god um <laughs> somebody said that about me it would ruin my day no literally it would leave me like questioning a lot about myself but. <laughs> sure <laughs> raggedy furniture i have not heard that before um and so for my skip it hurts my heart to say this it really does but i have to skip dolly parton's um five to nine i don't know what i don't know what miss miss ma'am was thinking um i still love her but first of all that's the only thing she changed about the song was the title she just re-recorded it i was like i'm i thought this was gonna be like a spoof of the song i was like mm-hmm. okay i can buy into like, wait i have it. not heard this it, it's you just put it's out a, the same song but just flipped nine to five no like none from what i oh what the heck but she just called it five to nine and like nice try yeah it ruins so much of the charm of the song (laughs) for me because like the original song obviously it's from the movie and like Mm. a lot of the like the music quote unquote that they use in the background is like the typewriter noises and like the ding yeah office and being busy that's what makes it kind of cute and like they didn't use that for the re-recording i was like did or is your like your accountant messaged you and they were like, uh, you said <laughs> the vaccine. <laughs> that, honestly, that's probably so accurate. I feel like every time there's like an older artist, they're like, we need to have a reunion tour. It's like, I wonder why. <laughs> How's that bank account looking? Like, no, literally, it's been a minute, you know. Uh, are we in the red right now? Yeah. It's okay yeah. That there's sometimes where it just feels like really like nobody wants to be there but you have to, <laughs> yeah. you have to sustain like that lifestyle you know it, it feels it has the same energy as like paul mccartney like paul mccartney at acl i'm like <laughs> okay but i don't know i feel like paul mccartney like he was hype he was like really what? trying to re invigorate his career and stuff he had a new album out mm. i don't know i guess i just am not a beatles girl so i'm kind of like yeah. what contract is holding you hostage right now um <laughs> you don't have yeah, to be. yeah 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 i'm probably hurting people it's feelings. time for you to just ride out into the sunset <laughs> yeah but for repeat this week um i would say pink sweats heaven it's um it's not like i wouldn't say it's anything extraordinary but it very fits into my like r&b headspace mm-hmm. really helping with these like it's not even sunday scaries anymore it's like life scaries <laughs> everyday yeah. scaries. So, yeah. <laughs> my save of the week is the new single by freddie gibbs featuring schoolboy q gang signs it's um 
you know, it's just classic. It's very like chill. It's got some great bars. And I like this music video that he put out with, with it, where there's like a this Easter bunny character. I'm not sure what it means, but uh, I think I thought it was a good contrast of like the kind of the lyrical content. Um, and on repeat, I've been having like pretty much the entire Mad Lib um, Sound Ancestors album, which kind of has an interesting backstory of like uh, Fortet was just always wanting like a solo Mad Lib project and Mad Lib was never putting one out. So finally he was like, okay, fine, I'll do it. And so Mad Lib pretty much sent him like, you know, truckloads full of like unreleased songs and snippets and stuff like that and Fortet kind of like curated this album together and it's just really really good specifically I really like um the song Loose Goose it's like just so like interesting it has this like clarinet line like there's all these clarinets or something and I feel like that's like an underrepresented instrument so I really enjoy the beat um and then my skip of the week is this song by Ice Cube called Trying to Maintain. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think this was a big miss for Ice Cube. I, the beat was not doing it for me, and I feel like... Uh, yeah, I don't know what else to say. Like, it just wasn't working. It wasn't there. I think he needs to go back to the drawing board and maybe find something... Um, Maybe he should try something a little more relaxed. And that brings us to our main segment of today, and that is a discourse on love songs. We have all brought our picks for worst love songs, best anti-love song and then just best overall love song and so we're all going to go through those and then explain why we think our choice is the ultimate pick for that category and discuss from there um so we are going to start with the worst love songs um felix what was your choice for worst love song Okay, well, I had one actual one and then one like genre of love song that I really hate. Okay, okay. Um, so the thing that I, the, the song that I picked was Me! Exclamation point by Taylor Swift featuring Brendan Urie. Um, <laughs> oh, this song man. sucks. <laughs> yeah. It, it, is, it is so badly written. The production is just like, very much children's movie promotional track like montage scene um brendan yuri has no place on a taylor swift album he's also i think he's been canceled recently i can't speak to that but it i mean that just ruins the song more but like it's it's just like i think love is actually a fairly easy thing to write about so when people do it badly it's i think all the more embarrassing (laughs) To just, like, write a song about how, like, you like somebody and they like you and sometimes you get into fights, but it's going to be okay. It's like, bro. It's some low-hanging fruit. You are one of the most acclaimed songwriters of our age. (laughs) Like, step it up a little bit. Yeah. You know? I just, I need something more. It's funny because, like, 
I literally cannot remember how that song goes at all, but I just remember thinking, wow, this is one of her worst songs, I think. It made me question reality. I was like, is she actually doing something this bad? <laughs> like, question reality. That's how you know you have a bad love song. <laughs> you look starts questioning reality. Didn't they like. like He's like, am I here right now? Is this happening? <laughs> it, like, the song is so bad, it makes you, like, disassociate from your body. <laughs> you out an out-of-body experience in a bad way. <laughs> okay, wow. That's, that's a really strong argument, honestly. All right, Sam, what was your pick for worst love song of mm. all time? Okay, well... <clears throat> I need to I need to preface this by saying I hate TikTok. I hate the grasp that it has on y'all. Like y'all will not let go. Come on. <laughs> like, not, like, I said, what's the worst love song? And he said, I hate TikTok. <laughs> TikTok, TikTok is just a platform. It's like group think <laughs> And like I can tell it's like general audience was born like from 2005 onwards <laughs> the way y'all like will hold on to some early 2000s like trend and act like it's some relic from the 1800s really gets me <laughs> like y'all yeah you okay this was popular in its time for a reason you just weren't born yet yeah <sighs> okay so this being said i i just my like little inner theater kid felt vindicated when hopelessly devoted to you that's like a like a really popular song to be using on TikTok right now when y'all didn't even know what Grease was or made fun of it. But that's just getting personal. The fact is, Hopelessly Devoted to You is possibly one of the worst love songs because let's look at the Grease cast. They all suck. The only like redeemable <laughs> character, the only redeemable character in my heart is Rizzo. That girl was just trying to like, do her thing and she called sandy on her bs and was like yeah yeah kind yeah of mental like get over yourself she did. um and then what does sandy go do she gets her feelings hurt goes outside like looks peers into a kiddie pool which is like okay and then she's singing the song to danny like first of all why are you going after danny when he like <laughs> I'm sorry. First of like, all, he <laughs> denied his feelings for you. Um, that is not BDE, okay? In front of the boys, because he was too afraid to like embrace his emotions. Yeah, for real. Yeah. And you're crying about him. I'm like, baby, you're 16. Why are you hopelessly devoted to this man? Like, <laughs> when you're your age, when you looked into that kiddie pool, stop. Like, you need stop to go it. study for your SAT right now. No, you. literally. <laughs> he hopelessly this. devoted to the SAT prep yeah. classes. <laughs> You have other things to worry about right now. Me singing hopelessly devoted to you to college board. <laughs> That's but a good, yeah. I like I'm like, baby, let's go to cheerleading practice or something. Like, yeah. I don't understand. And at the end of the like movie, the whole like gag is that they am like trying to prove themselves to the other person and like make themselves desirable to the other person. They like turn into each other. So they like mm. reverse roles. And that's like the ha ha ha. Now we love each other because we are each other. It's weird. I love the yeah, musical, but yeah, it's just yeah. not a song that we need to be, you know. It's pretty. Olivia mm. Newton Johnson, right? Or Olivia Newton John. What's her name? Y'all know who I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. 
she has a beautiful voice it's a beautiful song it's not a good love song that's my soapbox thank you for listening i had many thoughts on this yeah that was that's i like the way that went from tiktok into greece (laughs) like i feel like we covered a lot of ground there Mm -hmm. yeah that was a journey it was thank you for writing with me i definitely respect it personally my least favorite love song of all time is yellow by coldplay (laughs) and coldplay is definitely not one of my favorite artists i feel like a lot of their stuff is just so so boring i guess and yellow Mm -hmm. i think is like the epitome of that for me it's just like wow is this a forgettable love song that just feels so passionless you know (laughs) like that's it. I think it kind of is similar to Felix's one, like um, where lyrically, there's just nothing here. It's just, it, are you really in love? <laughs> I don't think so. Like he said, they started to say, look at the stars. And I feel like already when they start talking about the stars, <laughs> that's when you know, like, this is going to be a bad love song. This is like, when you start talking about the stars, it's going to be trash. And then this whole thing about like, it was all yellow. I feel like it's supposed to be deep, but it's just not like you're just talking about a color and it's totally meaningless. Like, I don't know. And there's a lot of people that really like that song too. Like yes. it's their favorite Coldplay song and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I've just never seen it. I've always, if I hear that song, I want to turn it off. So yeah, that's my, I don't have as much of a history to go through as Sam, <laughs> but I just, yeah, I think it's a really terrible song. Um, and I think we would be better off without it, to be honest. Coldplay had its moment in the early 2000s. They did. Great. But also forgettable music, I will say. Yeah. Yeah. Fix You. Good song. Yeah, Fix You. The Scientist. I can get down with The Scientist, you know, but when it comes to Yellow. Viva La Vida. All right. So, you know, they made some points. A few. (laughs) But Yellow? Absolutely not. All right. I think that uh, pretty much covers that and so our next category of song is what i'm personally excited to listen about that is the anti-love song and i kind of left it open to y'all's interpretation of that so i'll let y'all take it away uh felix what was your choice for that um well i I love these uh because i'm bitter but (laughs) um i think I think a good anti-love song is actually so much harder to write because it can very easily come off as complaining yeah. um, or a therapy session or like, and both yeah, of which yeah, yeah. are fine, but they don't make good songwriting. You know, they don't make good 100%. art. You can um, come off like, as very, very petty in one of these yes, kinds of songs. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I think there's good, I think there's lots of good ones. I think Love on the Brain is a pretty good one. Ooh, that's yeah. like where my mind like first went. Okay. Just like a song that's super like, very emotional and like uh like personal but still like pretty pessimistic honestly like you can tell that it's or i don't know like to me it always feels like a relationship that's really like passionate but not necessarily very healthy and like that's just like super sad to me like i don't know um and like i I don't know i don't like speculating who that song is about because like it's rihanna's goddamn business but like (laughs) um you know I think whenever you've had like, uh, um, I don't know, like a relationship that is just like not fulfilling, even though you really want it to be, it's like, damn, that sucks. Like, 
And it, that's a really hard feeling to capture, I think, in a song. Because, like, because, again, it's, like, really just so easy to come off as just, like, why am I hearing this? You know what I mean? Like, this should just yeah, take me back, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's super easy to come off as, like, as, as bringing forth this, like, really kind of unpolished product and calling it vulnerability. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it lends itself to, like, a lot of laziness. But I think Rihanna did really well. There's a lot of, like, thought behind how she performs it. Um, there's a lot of, but also a lot of passion um really good stuff and i also like that it sounds kind of like a song like hopelessly devoted to you even though even it's like it's like the exact opposite yeah um like kind of captures that like oldies kind of vibe like very much like uh yeah um but then i also had a song called doll parts by hole um which i really love um which courtney love actually wrote about uh kurt cobain at the start of the relationship and Mm -hmm. I think that's super fascinating because like it it sounds like a pretty angry song and it's a song about how like she is like pretty consistently being hurt um like she or at least she feels like she feels hurt maybe nobody's actually hurting her but like uh yeah I mean I think it's it's a song that just like works up and explodes and I always love songs like that like I'm a I'm a big fan of like a big finish um and I also think the the coolest thing about like anti love songs, especially, is that like the way the music like reflects the emotion. Mm. Like I think it's really cool whenever you can listen to a song and be like, oh yeah, this makes sense given like the emotions that are being told. You know what I mean? Like it's not just like somebody wrote this and threw some music on top of it. Um, there's like a, a cohesion between like what was written and what was produced, which I think is really hard actually. Um, but yeah, those are mine. For sure, I think those are really strong picks especially the rihanna choice because yeah i think like she definitely captures that really well kind of that feeling yeah all right sam what did you pick well felix got me thinking um (laughs) i wouldn't call him a king but you were talking about how (laughs) anti-love songs can sound so petty Mm -hmm. you know who's like the king of petty you brought up rihanna and i Mm -hmm. hate I hate to bring it up, but Drake. Drake oh is yeah, petty anti love. He like, is. He is petty. Hotline Bling is a petty song. My man is thinking <laughs> about Courtney, who worked on the Hooters on Peach Street. That woman was just trying to do his job. <laughs> on Peach Street. Like, <laughs> oh my god. There's so many Drake songs where you look at the lyrics and you're like, Aubrey, like, what are you talking are you, about? Are you okay? <laughs> What's going on? Like, uh, what is that one song? Oh my gosh. He's like, why you gotta fight with me at Cheesecake? You know I love, you know to, I go love to go there. there. Child's Play? I actually really like that song. Child's Play? Okay, he's that's one of the pettiest. It is. He said he stole the, he hit the keys so she wouldn't take the car or something. He'll get some tampons from like CVS or something. Like, it's like what the heck? Okay, okay. Drake, you need to stop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's out of control a lot on a lot of songs. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that could have been left in the drafts. You did not need to like, <laughs> produce that. Like, but okay. the, she's like yelling at him at cheesecake, and he's like, "What are you doing? This is gonna make me look so uncool in front of the wait staff." Like, <laughs> I go here all the time. You realize? No, yeah, that, literally. Right? That's what he says. He just really loves cheesecake factory. And you he's know like, what? "This is a place for 
families that they go to Disney and drive Camrys. And it's like, <laughs> they don't even they know did of our business. Yeah, we know every lyric to this song. It's embarrassing. <laughs> Abuse uh, uh, was an album for me, very influential in high school. I'm exposing a lot about myself. I have grown. <laughs> um, okay, Views is a good album, though. It is. I, I think that's one of his best, honestly. And people I at the time were like, this is a huge disappointment, but like, no, I don't know. It, really it has like some it. moody vibes that I, <laughs> I, I enjoy. I think like Too Good, Controller, like there's some real, mm-hmm. real good songs in there. Um, I just needed to say that and then I know, yeah I think that's I'm glad it was said yes um originally I was thinking of Sarah Bareilly's like love song that I feels like a cop-out answer but it's such a good song mm-hmm. Sarah Bareilly's very underrated people oh, for forget sure. about her me myself included <laughs> I like often very much um confuse her with Ingrid Michaelson that's a me thing but talented woman waitress she did that um, yes like and love song is just one of those songs that like if you put on in a social gathering most people will be very hype about it <laughs> that's, that's like an upbeat anti-love song yeah. but now don't speak by no doubt kind of a very good moody anti-love song considering like Gwen Stefani had to like be in a band with her ex which is kind of like uncomfy yeah yeah but a very good song but yeah very good song definitely good picks good picks i like it uh my choice for anti-love song was grenade by bruno mars i know this sounds like a really like stupid choice but um he would catch a grenade for her let me bring that point up (laughs) He would literally catch a grenade and explode on it. And she would not do the same. Like, I don't know. I think it, it creates an image in your head. It makes you it makes you think. I remember, I don't know when the song came out, but I used to listen to it quite a bit. And I was just like, dang, this is crazy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and he said, tell the devil I said, hey, when you get back to where you're from. Ooh. Wow! I mean, that's heat. Like, that's fire. That's bars. Like, yeah. And I think the, the music video too is really good for it. Um, where he's like, he has a piano and he's dragging it across like <laughs> the whole world or something. And I'm just like, wow, you go, Bruno Mars. Like, I can tell he's in pain in that song. You can really <laughs> feel the pain. And, uh, I know. I'm like, who did this to my man, Bruno Mars? Like. <laughs> My fellow short king over here. Like, <laughs> he's like, this is not me, right. He's giving me very much anxious attachment style. <laughs> if we're gonna oh and secondly, I need I need to because he's talking so much trash in the song, right? Like talking about tell the devil I said hey. Yeah. Um, I'm not gonna be taking no lip from someone who wears a fedora. Like <laughs> <laughs> come on. He like, rocks a fedora. You're telling me that you would like catch a grenade for me. Baby, if you're wearing a fedora, I'm not gonna do the same for you. And it's I don't like, know. Take the fedora out first, okay? <laughs> we ain't <laughs> play that, but yeah, I think that's a fair point. She the the person he's talking about probably was just like not feeling the fedora vibes or something. <laughs> was that? I think this is Bruno Mars's first big hit. I might be wrong about well, that. B O B. And like just the way you are. Just oh yeah, you're right. That. You're right. 
song he did with B.O.B. I feel like that was his big song, his first big song. You yeah, know, was, but that was that B. even a, that was a B.O.B. song though. Let's get it that out of the way. I he feel like that's how I was introduced. Highly featured on it, yeah. I think that's a good point, but mm. yeah. It's just funny. It's very different than the music um, Bruno Mars makes now. Mm. It's it so... Like... What music does he make? <laughs> I feel like he's been absent for like three years. I don't know. Uh, 24 Karat Magic. That's oh, the that's last. True. That was one of his big hits. Yeah. But Uptown Funk. He was there mm. for that. Okay. Okay. That was like oh. a Mark Ronson song, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark Ronson song. Even though, I don't know. I think it's kind of funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, another thing that's funny, he starts it, he's like, He's like, should have known you were in trouble when you when from the first kiss had your eyes wide open. Why were they open? And then it's like, <laughs> well, how did he know they were open? I, I know. Mean, that's, the, that's the great, like, I've always wondered that. I've been like, Bruno. Oh, I've actually never thought about that. Like, mm-hmm. he must have had a little peek or something, too. Mm-hmm. So, it's a little weird. Yeah. Hypocritical. hypocritical. Big time hypocritical. But still, I love that song. I think it's a very good anti-love song. (laughs) Yeah, oh yeah, it's a great song. All right. And that brings us to the grand finale. And that is what is just the best overall normal love song of all time. So Felix, I will let you take it away. Okay. So I have have a couple of picks uh, that I think encapsulate the the great love songs of our age. (laughs) Uh, so I got Hounds of Love by Kate Bush um, a classic I think it's what the album's named after title track um, it's like right after running up that hill so I think people usually forget about it but I think it's like pure poetry and song it is like really well written um, lots of very Kate Bush anecdotes where she's like I found a fox in a forest and it was almost dead and it's great um, like I don't know, just very much like uh, Disney princess kind of pop music where she's like wandering through the woods and like being in love, but also she's like scared. So, and that's the complexity of it, you know, is like she feels like she's kind of being chased by love, it seems. And that's like super interesting to me. If like that kind of like notion of being really all in on something, but still being like kind of scared to see how it'll turn out. Love is fucking scary, you know, like. It is, like, really scary to, like, meet somebody and, like, then suddenly just, like, trust them with, like, everything that you have. So, like, I think this song really encapsulates that really well. Um, then I also, should I, like, I have a couple. Should, I, should we, like, go, like, a round table with it? Okay. Blowing through. Let's go. Um, my next one is Transatlanticism by Death Cab for Cutie. Um, like... I think it's just so, I, I love it when artists are like, I'm going to repeat one lyric over and over again. Um, and that's what they do on this song. Like, I, I don't even know how many times. It's a lot of time. It feels like a couple of minutes of just one lyric. Um, but it's, it feels like it builds to something, you know? Like, it's like uh, seven minutes long and it starts off really soft and it ends up really big, which is like my favorite kind of song. Um, and I also think there's something to be said about like the uh, like relevancy of like distance in relationships right now, especially, you know, nobody's like, uh, or maybe some people are, but like not as many people are able to like immediately connect with the people that they love uh, as easily right now. So I think like uh, 
these like kind of love songs about like long distance stuff are like it's like really relevant um which is also why i picked my next one which is so hot you're hurting my feelings but caroline polachek pretty pretty recent but i honestly think it like sets a really good template for like a modern love song it's like really um you know personal and like definitely very uh like earnest but still very like cool and like funny there's not like um this like embarrassing sense of like overwhelming like uh like cheese you know what i mean it's like a it's like a song that's kind of like interesting and like not uh i don't have to like force it down my throat you know like it's it's just like pretty sleek and um not incredibly dramatic i mean the lyricism is super simple i think it's kind of what i like about it is it's just like she's just like i'm lonely and i want you near me um that's like super simple but it's like really i think it's it's like the the good side of like pop songwriting where you can say like so much with so little um the problem is i think a lot of people try that and they don't really make it um so i applaud caroline for like really uh being able to like zero in on what makes a good like pop love song which is like brevity with detail but not too much but not too little you know so my top two were unchained melody by the righteous brothers and i will always love you by dolly parton and the dolly parton version specifically now let yes. me defend my arguments real quick all right I, all right i, I want to hear it go Righteous Brothers, they have a beautiful voice. Like the song is just beautiful in general. Very like ballad, you know, sweet, soft, like on the like the lower end or like the later end of like that doo-wop era. Like it's not really a doo-wop song, but it still has that like ballad feel. But mm -hmm. what makes the song so beautiful is its feature in the hit film with an all-star cast of the 1990 Ghost. Mm. Featuring Demi Moore and Patrick Swayze. Y'all know where this is going. Okay. I feel very strongly about this opinion. That Ghost has the most like simultaneously phallic but also tasteful sex scene of all cinematic <laughs> I cannot argue with oh this. Oh my god. Every time it's like some movie gets kind of intertwined with it. I like it. Um, that's just I like that's the commentary. Life with yeah. media in my head constantly. No thoughts, no original thoughts, but the way that they like featured that song in the film, I just, there's nothing else that needs to be said. If y'all haven't seen Ghost, maybe do that for Valentine's Day, go watch Ghost. Oh, Buy into the suspension of disbelief because like the CGI is awful, but it's still <laughs> a very good film and very good actors in it. But anyway, so moving on to my next arguments, I Will Always Love You by Dolly Parton. For me specifically, I'm gonna get a lot of hate for this. I think Dolly Parton's version is better than Whitney Houston. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Keep going. Yes, Felix and I, we're gonna we're gonna wow. chat about this because I'm not I'm not touching that. That's y'all. <laughs> I, I do not know if I would say the same. That is okay. I'm gonna defend my argument, and I'm going to also add in that I think Whitney Houston's version vocally is better like arguably mm -hmm. like her vocal range is better she mm -hmm. makes that song into the power ballad that it is and like literally dolly parton has talked about how 
she almost crashed her car listening to that song like for a cover of it for the first yeah. time like this woman almost died okay like that's the song it is the only like negative thing i have to say about whitney houston's has nothing to do with her vocal performance has everything to do with the fact that she is like singing the song about um kevin costner <laughs> um uh, are we talking like we both nice. saw this man we saw what he looks like we saw what his voice sounds like i'm sorry kevin yep. costner's voice bothers me that's just a <laughs> so uh could not be me but let's go back to why like for me I mean, just talking about Dolly Parton, sometimes I'm very sensitive. So like I can talk about Dolly Parton and get so heated that I'm like on the verge of tears. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. Two songs of Dolly Parton's that make me cry literally every single time I listen to them is I Will Always Love You and Coat of Many Colors. Tears. I'm driving wow. and I'm like, I don't know where I'm going anymore because I can't see. For but me, the Dolly Parton song that always gets the waterworks is five to nine. Hmm. <laughs> no i'm playing okay I sam like, looked at me like what'd you say <laughs> like, like murder okay. was in sam's eyes yeah i could tell i'm like okay, okay. that's an opinion you grow lots of um but it makes me so emotional to like it's i think it's like well first of all it's just such a sweet rendition like at some point it's, it kind of turns into like a spoken word but what makes it so like sweet to me is like the context for it. Like she was having so much turmoil in her relationship with like Porter Wagner to the point that like in interviews, like she doesn't really even talk about him. Like that's how personal and intimate it is to her. And she basically wrote the song for him, went into his office and sang it to him. Porter Wagner cried and he was like, all right, like you can have your solo career. That to me, there's so much emotion there. Um, it's so that's, good. that's true it does have a good like story behind it yeah yes and uh i just it breaks my heart um if y'all haven't listened to it listen to dolly parton's america me like we're not sponsored <laughs> by them but like go listen <laughs> to that podcast so felix come on revel with me in that oh yeah like I don't know. My thing is, like, I think it's always fair to say that when somebody wrote the song, they made the best version. Like, mm. I don't think it's a disservice to anybody else's artistry, but I think it's very fair to say that, like, if you wrote the song, you probably made one of the best versions of it. Mm -hmm. Like, a version that is at least comparable to any other version. Mm -hmm. So, like, I think it's actually incredibly, like, I think it's actually an incredible disservice to Dolly Parton to, like, completely overshadow her in favor of Whitney Houston. Mm -hmm. Like, Whitney Houston wouldn't have sung that song if, Darley, if uh, Dolly Parton didn't write and sing it first, you know? Like, I think, uh, you know, we'd have no idea what that song was if Dolly, Part if Dolly Parton wasn't, like, uh, a visionary. you know? Yeah. If she didn't write that song in Jolene in the same day, you know what I mean? Like, Wait, that's not true, is it? That's true. It is. That's two of her Dolly biggest songs Parton of all time. She, day. She, <laughs> That was the biggest day of Dolly Parton's life. Like, lots of emotions. Wow, that's shocking. But yeah, so I mean, no, no shade to Whitney. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I think it is like, uh, like one of the only like I think musical fandom sins is to like unnecessarily trash somebody who's dead and beloved. So mm -hmm. like, I really want to emphasize how much I'm not trying to throw shade at Whitney Houston. No, but. I will say, I think there is a difference between their versions, and it comes down to which style of music you like more. 
I personally am more fascinated by Dolly Parton sitting there with a the guitar. Other people are more fascinated by like how high Whitney Houston's voice can go, how low it can go. And that's cool too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just think it's like, you know, we can, we can respect Dolly without like, or we can like respect Whitney without putting down Dolly and saying, yeah, her I, I think like inferior both ways. It could be like, it just comes down to preference. I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, with Dolly Parton's version, her vocal range mostly stays in the same couple of notes. Mm-hmm. Like Whitney definitely like takes it to highs and lows. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there's something just so like almost like ethereal about Dolly Parton's version. Like oh, she yeah. has, it's very blithe. It has like this little like lilt to it, like her voice. I don't know. It just, I, I guess I'm like so partial to Dolly, but um, that's why to me that specific um, song is the ultimate love song because it also is like basically talking about how she has to make a choice and she recognizes like that they love each other but for their own like betterment like they have to separate in part ways and i think that's like the most loving thing you can do like yeah recognize that <laughs> so good <laughs> <laughs> and like and that's tragic too you know what i mean <laughs> like when two people are like actually like uh really in love with each other and they still have to end things i hate that like that thought makes me so sad yeah um, <laughs> like Dang. i don't know i think the it's super easy really <laughs> they really are though like i think like i think that's the thing about love songs it's like you can tell when like when it's probably better off that they broke up with a person mm-hmm. but like in songs like i will always love you it's like they like they're just gonna be sad about this and there's nothing they can do about it you know what i mean yeah. like because they'd be sadder if they stayed together oh pain wow it's gonna be tough to follow that one up <laughs> <laughs> no mark it's okay but um i will have to do so anyways my <laughs> pick for best love song is lady by d'angelo and i just think like the vocals on that song are so passionate, sensual almost. You can just feel it. Whenever you listen to the song, you can just feel what he's feeling almost. And it's just this. And yeah, like there's some different parts. It's like a really long song. So it definitely has like a real great build too, which is Felix is mentioning that's something he likes to see. And I think mm-hmm. Lady has a great, great build where it starts off and it kind of things keep adding. And it's just like, the intensity intensity of it keeps going up and like the, his like harmonization with his own voice is next level to me and um i just i don't think i don't think anybody could have done that song like d'angelo did it either like mm-hmm. it's so unique too it's like definitely not like your run-of-the-mill kind of standard love ballad but um yeah it's top tier i don't know <laughs> what else to say but i uh love the song yeah, so that that pretty much wraps it up. That was uh, our journey through love songs. And I I think it was pretty interesting. A lot of turns and twists and hot takes abound. Um, but yeah, go listen to Dolly Parton's I Will Always Love You, then listen to Whitney Houston's version and see what which one you like better. And um, yeah, I hope you guys have a great Valentine's Day and enjoy... I don't know. Just have a Rebel great love. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully you find some love on Valentine's Day. But if not, 
you can listen to some anti-love songs, which we have provided for you. So mm-hmm. yep. either way it works. Go watch Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Always be in love with yourself first and foremost. Don't have a Bruno Mars anxious attachment style. Don't be faulty that people are yeah. not gonna throw a grenade for you. Yeah, you yeah. <laughs> That do not do not catch a grenade for someone if they don't feel the same way. That's See, the way the grenades. Just don't. Period. Don't catch a grenade. Yeah, in fact, <laughs> stay away from grenades in general. <laughs> uh, all right, bye, guys. Bye. Bye.